It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, welcome to Top Stories. In today's Delve into the Bugle Archives, we go back to October 2012 and issue 211 of the Bugle. The American election was just around the corner. John Oliver and I pondered over the prospect of life with Mitt Romney in the White House, which seems absurdly utopian by Republican standards now. Top story this week, America is in electoral labour and it's about to shit out another president. Push, America! Push! (laughs) Andy, a presidential election in America is a marathon. You know, it goes on for a ridiculously long time. There's a lot of shouting of support. And we're now approaching the point towards the end where the body is threatening to shut down completely. There's a lot of questioning of why the country has put itself through this. And everyone is about to lose control of their bowels and exhaustion. <laughs> That's basically the mood here, Andy. And it's going to take more than an isotonic sports drink to replenish the souls that have been destroyed by the tone of this campaign. <laughs> Uh, The election is just one and a half weeks away, and America will either vote to re-elect President Obama or elect a President Romney, which doesn't sound quite right, and that's largely because it wouldn't be. (laughs) Uh, If if the president is re-elected, people will be significantly less excited than they were the first time around, having had their expectations forcibly lowered after the last four years. And if they elect Romney, people will rightly immediately be concerned about which version of him is going to turn up at the White House. Uh, They met in the final presidential debate on Monday to argue about foreign policy, or more accurately, to agree about foreign policy, because there's actually relatively little that they disagree on there. Uh, Normally, a Republican candidate would go after a Democrat for being weak on foreign policy, but that's a hard case to make against this particular president, not just because of that whole surprise death party he threw for (laughs) bin Laden, but also because of his habit of droning the shit out of people. (laughs) Uh, The debate was 90 minutes, essentially, of them desperately trying to appear that they had less common ground than they did, while exchanging the kind of zingers that would have you booed off at the stage at the Wichita Yuck Hut. (laughs) That sounds like you're saying that from bitter personal experience, John. (laughs) Come on, Wichita! That's a solid piece of wordplay. (laughs) I listened uh, on the radio, John, um, Mm -hmm. whilst I was writing my weekly cricket blog, which... It's a curious way to listen to a presidential debate. I don't think many people around the world listen to American <laughs> presidential debates whilst sunk to the brain in 1970s international cricket stats. <laughs> so from memory, to summarise the debate, 
Romney thinks that West Indian legend Viv Richards was an extremely good batsman. And he's got a point, John, and for once with Romney, the numbers do actually back him up. Whilst Obama is going out on a limb uh, a bit and suggests that Australian fast bowler Jeff Thompson was slightly overrated. And it's just hard to see how that's going to play with undecided voters in Ohio. (laughs) Interestingly, some Americans have already voted as early voting becomes more and more popular here. One of those people was President Obama himself, who voted in Chicago yesterday in an attempt to persuade more people to do the same. Lastly, because 13 days from the election, a new national poll has given Romney a lead of 50 to 47 among likely voters. Now, it's a poll, Andy, so as such, it's at least 60% bullshit, but... (laughs) Even so, that sound you might be able to hear is the sound of my balls crawling up into my stomach at the prospect of Willard Romney in the White House, one of the smallest houses he's ever lived in. Uh, It's estimated that 7.2 million people have already cast early ballots and that about 35% of the electorate may have already voted by polling day. The projections are that Colorado may have 85% a vote cast prior to election day, with Florida close to two-thirds, and Ohio maybe around 40%. And they, as everyone is only too painfully aware here, are basically the only state that f***ing matters. <laughs> uh, as you say, millions have already voted, and John, that is a, I mean, that is, that's a risky thing to do, isn't it? They must be now desperately avoiding the television, in case they suddenly look at Mitt Romney and think, you know what? I might have voted for Obama, but I have got it wrong. I want that man on my television every day for the next four years just to make me understand the possibilities of the hairdressing industry. And because I want to be reminded that we have a tax system that essentially means I subsidise his horse. Can I have my vote back? As you say, 35% of people have voted early, John. In some states, in fact, the results have been known since about 1830. So it's, it's a very hard system to understand. And listening on the radio, as I said, it does make it kind of slightly more interesting. I mean, to me, that third debate took place in a Swedish sauna with both candidates wearing nothing but a towel. And I think it's much easier to take them seriously if you can picture, you know, the the fact that they're both kind of awkwardly skirting around Mitt Romney's tattoo of the Ghostbusters logo and Obama (laughs) twitching his pecs whenever he talked about Pakistan. (laughs) You'd, uh, You'd think that most states would have an interest in running a full, fair election here in the US where no one is denied the right to vote. But in an amazing move, the Texas Attorney General has threatened to arrest international monitors who were planning on observing this election to watch for fairness at the polls, calling their mission legally irrelevant in the United States. Uh, The group, the UN-affiliated OSCE, or the Office for Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, is sending 44 observers to voting stations across America at the request of various groups such as the NAACP and uh, the American Civil Liberties Union after concerns that some states are attempting to disenfranchise minority voters by attempting to introduce controversial and completely unnecessary voter ID laws that have been largely blocked by federal courts after uh, ruling that they were motivated by racial discrimination. Essentially, the Texas Attorney General has thrown a 10-gallon shit fit (laughs) at the idea... (laughs) at the idea of international observers being in his state, despite the fact that the US regularly sends poll watchers to elections in foreign countries. He denounced the OSCE as an interfering foreign body, despite the fact that America is actually a founding member of it, and, and, and that body was invited to observe both the 2004 and the 2008 elections by none other than President George W. Bush, the cartoon Texan himself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Were they not there in 2000? 
It's yeah. It's just it's unbelievable. It's it, clearly their their memories don't go back twelve years <laughs> or do, and they're quite happy with the memory contained therein. In fact, a Florida congressman who's currently running for Senate, Connie Mack, also dived into this debate like a confused scuba diver diving into a sewer. (laughs) And he said that the very idea that the United Nations, the world body dedicated to diminishing America's role in the world, (laughs) I'm not sure that's in their charter, but it must be there. Yeah, if you read it it backwards, sort of West Country accent. The very idea they would be allowed, if not encouraged, to install foreigners sympathetic to the likes of Castro, Chavez, Ahmadinejad and Putin to oversee our elections is nothing short of disgusting. He then paused for breath, took another shot of crazy juice, slammed the empty glass on his head and continued, The United Nations should be kicked off American soil once and for all, and the American people should demand that the UN be stopped from monitoring American elections. The only ones who should ever oversee American elections are Americans. He then took one more shot of crazy juice before screaming, Did I get on TV for saying this? Are you proud of me now, Mommy? Are you proud of me? I'm on TV saying words. Why aren't you proud of me? <laughs> but I mean, I guess I mean he's got a point, John. Because you know, if there is, uh, if they do find anything controversial in this election, they could install Fidel Castro as an interim president, and that is within that is within the UN remit. That's that's within the massive UN power that we've we've seen being wielded over the last century. <laughs> I mean, they basically control the entire world. I mean, as that's it's almost peace, a fact. As its peaceful progress towards global utopia can <laughs> <Right>. prove. <laughs> of course, there are a lot of niche voter groups that could prove absolutely critical. Uh, John, the Walmart yeah. moms uh, <laughs> have had a lot of a uh, lot of press coverage. Uh, moms, uh, for any British listeners, are the same as mothers, but with bigger hair. Uh, <laughs> a group of 20 moms found encamped in the frozen sperm aisle in a Des Moines Walmart. Um, they gave the third debate to Obama. Uh, narrowly. Um, Mm. Also, amongst other crucial voter groups, uh, water pistol-wielding dog owners, mostly men who own dogs but still like to play around, penguin-curious bachelors. They could be absolutely crucial, John, young professional men who enjoy nature documentaries and would like to know more about penguins but struggle to find the time due to the pressurised 21st century jobs market. So any any suggestions by the candidates in the last couple of weeks that they're going to put on more penguin-based documentaries? That could could swing one of these key states. There's power-drill grandads, the over right. 65 males who own domestic power drills. They form a con- crucial constituency in some parts of the Mid-South-East region. They could be swayed by electoral pledges to reduce taxes on screws, wall plugs and other DIY accessories. That's how democracy works, John. And if you don't like it, why don't you f*** off back to 1960s <laughs> Hungary where you came from? Uh, and also another absolutely critical voter group, uh, the certifiable lunatics. Now, in any close election, <laughs> the certifiable <laughs> lunatic vote can prove absolutely crucial, as, of course, 2000 amply proved. And it's not that America has proportionally more certifiable lunatic category voters than other countries. It's just that it's a bigger country and they're more concentrated in the critical swing areas. And many of them are in influential positions, such as the Supreme Court or Congress or the Senate, (laughs) or even as candidates. So, I mean, it's... And there are more of them in America proportionally than in other countries. (laughs) So, I mean, it all comes down to these things, John. If you're not in one of those groups, you must feel kind of disenfranchised. Uh, The rest of the world clearly has a vested interest in the outcome of the election in November, and you know this is one area in which this race is not even remotely close, because a BBC World Service opinion poll, again, it's a poll, so 60% bullshit, has found massively higher overseas approval ratings for Obama than Romney, and average 50% favoured Mr Obama, with 9% 
9% for Romney. Their survey was of 21,797 people in 21 countries. France was the most strongly pro-Obama, 72%. uh, In favour of him, a fact that will in no way help the president and may in fact be used (laughs) against him. Do you want to piss off the French? Vote Mitt Romney on November the 6th. That's a powerful message, Andy. (laughs) In fact, of all 21 countries, only Pakistan's respondents said that they would prefer to see (laughs) Romney win. And I think that might have a lot less to do with actually supporting Romney and more to do with the fact that Obama has been droning the living shit out of them over the last four years. (laughs) I think Pakistan are essentially saying... I think we'd rather roll the dice with someone who hasn't dropped a near cartoon amount of explosives on us. I mean, sure, Romney may not be perfect. His tax policy seems vague at best and cruel at worst. But I think he's really strong in the area of never having dropped ludicrous amount of bombs on us. So if that makes me a Romney supporter, then I guess get me a Romney yard sign that I can stick into the rubble that used to be my house. (laughs) But I think given that the, the influence that America wields around the world, John, do you not think it's... I mean, it would be much fairer if if we had to vote. You know, they should... I mean, they should... You think, I mean, it, why can Ohio govern what happens in Pakistan? Mm. That's basically what's happening. I think... Uh, well, that, that's absolutely true, Andy, but I think most Americans also want to know why can Ohio <laughs> determine who governs America? <laughs> I mean, it's also a smaller problem as well as a bigger one. Yeah, I mean, if, if the UN can impose Fidel Castro on America, I guess maybe it's just it's just the other side of that seesaw, isn't it, that Ohio <laughs> yeah. can impose Mitt Romney on Pakistan. Yes. Thank you for listening. Do support what we do at The Bugle by donating via thebuglepodcast.com. If you are listening in Apple, you can also just click the button to support us right now. Goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.